So welcome back. Um, I'm Joanna Marsh. I'm the I'm a staff reporter here at Freight Waves, and uh, we're at this fireside chat, um, a rail shipper's perspective on the last mile. And um, here I have here with me uh, Brad Hildebrand. He is a vice president at Cargill, and he's the global rail and barge lead. So welcome, Brad. Thank you so much for joining us, and we appreciate um, you having you know, uh, having you here. Thank you. Welcome, Joanne. Yeah, great. So um, I guess if you could tell me a little bit about yourself, um, you know, what you do at Cargill and um, and also, you know, a little bit of the company too, what sort of products um, you ship via rail and maybe some of the other uh, transport modes as well. Sure, thanks. I'm, uh, again, Brad Hildebrand. I'm the uh, global lead for rail and barge for Cargill Incorporated. I've got uh, responsibilities for helping manage two of our modes of transportation here at Cargill, both rail and barge. Um, as it relates to the rail portion of my job, I have uh, responsibilities for working with all the major railroads here in North America to uh, ensure that uh, our needs are being met as a shipper and that uh, we're uh, building and developing relationships to um, further uh, the transportation of our goods and uh, make sure that we're um, providing uh, adequate service to our customers. Okay, yeah, great. Sounds good. Um, I thought it'd be nice just to give a you know, brief introduction about uh, who the railroads are, just for, for people who might not be as familiar with the rail industry. So um, we have uh, seven class one class one railroads in North America, um, two in Canada, although they have operations in the United States. And um, and uh, five in the United States, and um, and the class ones uh, have um, they earn a lot of uh, revenue and in the billions, but they also spend a lot of um, a lot of that money as well. And um, in recent years, they've um, most of them, except BNSF. Um, have deployed precision scheduled railroading, and uh, and I know that's um, um, raised some questions among shippers about service. And so I guess if you could um, explain to me a little bit uh, about you know uh, PSR that stands for precision precision scheduled railroading, um, what effect that has had um, on uh, f for you as a rail shipper, um, and uh, and um, and anything else you'd like to share about that. Sure. Um, so, as you mentioned, there are uh, seven class ones in the United States and uh, North America, I should say. Uh, two in Canada, the Canadian Pacific, Canadian National. In the east, there's the CSX and the Norfolk Southern. In the west, there's the Union Pacific and the BNSF Railroad. And then a, a seventh railroad, the Kansas City Southern, which basically uh, goes from Kansas City on down to, through Texas uh, and on into Mexico. The uh, PSR, as you mentioned, is a, a, a methodology that has been employed by a number of the carriers here in North America to help improve uh, not only their operating efficiencies, but also, uh, let's face it, their profitability. Uh, I was quoted in uh, Wall Street uh, uh, Journal once uh, when I was in testifying before the Surface Transportation Board, which is the government regulatory body, as saying uh, a PSR is really 
nothing more than doing less with less. Uh, and it's important to point that out in that the railroads are really looking to optimize their networks to ensure that uh, they're efficiently moving the cars, which is always good, but they're also streamlining their operations uh, through uh, trying to reduce the amount of um, excess cars that are out on the network to really limit and manage the flow of cars in and out of their yards. But basically it's, it's one of trying to um, eliminate uh, a lot of, of uh, undue expense on, that it uh, would take to uh, move cars from A to B. And so uh, the hope and the prayer and the promise with PSR has always been, uh, you know, we'll, we'll improve the overall efficiencies of our network and in exchange for that uh, efficiencies, we will become more consistent as a railroad operator. And so uh, through consistency, then you can uh, become more dependent on us and our service to move your goods from A to B. Okay, okay. And um, since this uh, um, this summit is about the last mile, uh, the first and last mile, um, what's uh, Cargill's interest in in the you know, last mile, um, I think you know people. Lots of times, you know, if they do think about the railroads. You know, it might be you know like e-commerce or, or intermodal. But uh, but what does an ag shipper uh, have um, uh, an interest in in first and last mile movements? Yeah, so I'll I'll uh, liken it to a package that I just got from Amazon today. Mm -hmm. uh, it was some shoes that I ordered, and uh, you know you could track those those shoes through the Amazon network and it was finally delivered here to my home uh, on my doorstep this afternoon. So think of the first mile or the last mile, they're synonymous depending upon which end of the supply chain you're in, as that package of shoes moving through the Amazon network and finally moving from uh, a warehouse or uh, distribution center here in the Twin Cities since I live in Minneapolis to being put onto a truck and then finally that package being delivered to my door. So the same thing happens with the railroads, right? We ship from uh, an origin to a destination um, and the railroads provide that service of getting the cars from your origin to the final destination. But at the origin side, cars are either coming in or coming out of your facility depending upon whether you're, well, if you're loading or um, unloading but the railroads will move cars to a serving yard very close to your uh, facility or plant or elevator, as the case of Cargill, and will schedule periodic moves uh, of those cars into your facility. Uh, the railroads schedule service to you depending upon how many cars you load or unload um, on a weekly basis. Sometimes you'll get service seven days a week if you're a very busy facility and you're loading a lot of cars. Uh, to as few as one day a week if you're a much smaller facility. So if you think about it, um, you're really reliant on the railroad to provide uh, consistent service on the days of the week that they're supposed to be serving you. When they, when they show up, everything's great, right? I was expecting to get my cars in on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, so five days a week. As long as the railroad shows up and I get my cars, you know, I can plan my schedule at my plant or elevator 
to match up with what I expect from the railroad. However, if they fail in that, right, now all of a sudden I was expecting cars to come in, and now all of a sudden the railroad calls up and says, sorry, we're not going to be able to serve you today. Uh, there is a gap in our pipeline or there's a gap in our service. Well, depending upon what I was making on that day or what I wanted to ship in or ship out, right, it kind of totally upsets your your plans for the day, and then it leaves you scrambling, right, to have to uh, try to make up for that, either by uh, processing inventory, if you've got that available to you, or uh, loading your product into kind of a holding bin, so to speak, if you're a bulk shipper, or stuffing more stuff into your warehouse, waiting for the next switch to show up. Um, so you can imagine that if that doesn't happen, um, periodically, right? It just kind of throws a wrench into your plans. And, and so then, you know, as a shipper, you're left kind of scrambling to figure out, okay, what am I going to do on that day that I didn't get the service that I was expecting? And depending upon uh, the time of the year and the kind of um, um, business you're in and industry you're in, you know, sometimes you can, uh, as I mentioned, um, handle, you know, a day or two without problem. Uh, but if it extends on past that, then all of a sudden you don't have inbound ingredients to manufacture or all of a sudden um, your uh, space and your facility is filling up and now all of a sudden you have to shut your doors or slow down. So the first mile, last mile becomes a critical element if you think about the whole supply chain. And it's really where the game is won and lost. Um, if, if that's done well uh, and consistently, um, you're able to plan and uh, manufacture your goods and they're gonna get to your customers without issue and they're gonna be able to receive them. And hopefully on their end, right? So they're, they're at the other end of the spectrum in the supply chain, they'll get those goods in and they'll move on a normal schedule and they'll be able to uh, unload them, process them, and do the kind of things that they need to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and so I guess um, if you could uh, kind of quickly explain to me, um, uh, uh, Cargill is part of a, a group um, with, um, with other uh, shippers uh, who have asked the STB uh, for um, some more for them to uh, uh, collect more data, um, rail service data, um, on the last mile. And could you kind of um, quickly explain with me to me um, what's that about? And, um, and also maybe perhaps uh, explain like what, what uh, sort of data the STB collects right now? Sure. The, the um, uh, Service Transportation Board, the STB that you mentioned, is currently collecting uh, information uh, weekly from the railroads regarding their overall velocity. So uh, how fast are they moving on their network? Um, how often are their cars sitting in railroad yards as they're moving through the system? Uh, how many cars in, in general of the different products that they're actually moving within a period of time? So there's a whole host of different metrics that the, that the uh, railroads are providing to the STB. However, uh, one metric that they're not providing, uh, back to this first mile, last mile, is really uh, how well are the railroads performing against their promise, if you will, on 
what they're going to provide you as a shipper. Uh, what is their batting average, so to speak, on, and how often are they showing up on the days that they're supposed to show up? And there's, there's no metric in place today that uh, the railroads are providing to the STB to measure their performance on that first mile, last mile service. And it's something that uh, we as Cargill and part of the um, National Industrial Transportation League, or NITLE, have uh, talked to the STB about adding as an additional measure. Um, as far as a, a shipper goes, really the game is won and lost uh, in that first mile, last mile. And if, if um, that's not being done well, uh, it really, as I mentioned earlier, can have a huge impact on your overall operations. And so we think it's a very critical measure and one that we would highly recommend uh, be added uh, to the STB's uh, list of, of required uh, metrics that they receive from the carriers. Uh, a number of carriers currently measure this uh, in normal course of operation. And, uh, and so we don't think that this would be a huge burden for the railroads to, to add this to the list of things that they're already providing to the STB. And it would help us and the STB for that matter begin to measure and, and monitor how well the railroads are performing uh, in a given time and how are they doing from quarter to quarter, year over year. And it would give us a, a very good snapshot of how effective are they. And again, this whole notion around precision schedule railroading was that uh, they would take out a lot of the, the, um, uh, the, the inefficiencies in the system, which would allow them to better uh, serve their customers. And so along the way, right, is the promise that if that's the case, then you should be able to be more consistent, not only in how fast you move us from A to B, but how often and, and how um, accurate are your uh, first mile, last mile switching performance. And so uh, we think it goes uh, hand in glove with the other measures that the STB is asking the railroads, and as I mentioned, we believe the game is really won and lost there on the first mile and the last mile. Yeah, okay. Is there anything you really want to say, Brad? <laughs> is there anything you want? I mean, no, we can I also mean, I, I, think, like, I, I think that the, mm -hmm. the um, metric that is of is most interest to us is the one that we just described and I just described mm -hmm. is, mm -hmm. is that first mile, last mile. And so that's, that's okay. what really... Yeah think it okay. would be a good ad for the FCB. Okay, well, great. Well, uh, thank you, Brad, for your time again. I really appreciate it. And I uh, hope you have a good rest of the day.